Welcome back to Mainly Movies, the podcast where we mainly talk about movies. I am Aaron, and a big welcome back to my co-host DJ. What's up, DJ? Hey, man. Uh, it's good to be back. Uh, listeners, I know that we've missed a few movies, so we're playing catch-up, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we've really missed them. We're just a week later than we usually are. Yeah, They're that's still true. prominent. That's true. Um, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about uh, a Star is Born as well as Venom, which are two huge movies at the box office right now. They're going into their second weekend of being the top two movies at the box office. Um, chances are, if you've been going to see a movie, you've been seeing one of these two. So, uh, pretty different movies, I think. But yes. <laughs> About as far of, on the spectrum as you could get, I think. <laughs> not a lot of crossover, but we're going to hit them both, and I think they're both very discussion-worthy. Yeah, I think so, too. Cool. Um, so we're going to start out with Venom, which is a superhero movie. I don't know if we want to clarify for the audience what Venom's place is, because I feel like I've talked about Venom with a couple people that aren't as into superhero movies as we are and they don't really understand that venom is not like it's marvel it's not a part of the mcu it's not made by disney but it's also not connected to the other sony superhero movies yeah it is a bit confusing yeah i guess how how would you explain venom's place in i guess movie lore as far as we're as far as that goes as far as I can tell, it's completely independent, right? Like, this is okay. essentially yeah, starting <laughs> an entirely new movie universe. I I don't know. I don't know how they didn't really reference Spider-Man. At all. At all, until the post-post-credits scene, which didn't really need to be... It doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. But there's no tell of whether this is connected to... The giant MCU with Iron Man, Captain America, and everyone. If this is supposed to be kind of a continuation of the Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, the best Spider-Man. Oh, I hadn't considered that. Uh, well, I was just thinking because it is Sony. Yeah. Uh, and I did think, we'll get into it more, but I did think it kind of felt more like those movies than uh, the other movies. Hmm. The other MCU movies. Yeah, hmm. that's interesting. I, I hadn't thought about that while watching, but I, I can see what you mean. But of course, like, that Spider-Man can never enter this universe, because that's just over. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say just standalone movie with no reference to anything, which is pretty unusual these days, it seems like. Yeah, even for superhero, as well, especially for superhero movies, I should say. Yeah, doesn't seem to be affecting its success, though. So, um, I don't know if you want to go through this one beat by beat like we sometimes do. I guess we can just hit some of the high points. Um, how did this do at the box office, by the way? I've been disconnected for, like, the past week, so I have no idea what, like, how things are standing and such. It did surprisingly well. Okay. 
it was uh i don't know what the projections were and what it did versus those but its first weekend it brought in uh 80 million wow okay and it's looking like around 36 million so far for this weekend so like really good numbers hmm i mean that's that's great i guess i'm just a little did people think this was part of the MCU or any sort of connected universe? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, but so I think we need to discuss first of all whether we liked the movie because I think I think it was a good movie enough to make people want to tell people to go and see it. You know, mm-hmm. like I think yeah, there is yeah. like a word of mouth. Whereas with the normal MCU, it's just like, well, it's part of this series that we've all been watching for a decade, so we have to go see this one. Yeah, it feels kind of required to just keep up with the story at some points. Yeah, yeah. So getting into the movie, so this is Venom. Uh, for people that don't know, I guess, Venom is in the Spider-Man universe. He's one of Spider-Man's main villains. Mm-hmm. And... The story is basically of a reporter, and he somehow gets infected by an alien, uh, they call it a symbiote, and turns into kind of this, like, two-face almost. He has this alien presence living inside him that kind of controls him sometimes, and there's a back and forth. So that's kind of the concept of Venom, Mm -hmm. um, which we'd seen before. I don't know if you want to discuss Spider-Man 3. I don't think we should. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's going to be good for anybody. (laughs) Um, But suffice it to say, I think Tom Hardy's rendition of Venom was much more compelling than Topher Grace's. I think the bar was pretty low, but I would agree with you. (laughs) Yeah, so so that's kind of general setup. I was very worried going into this movie. I don't know how you felt, but I'm typically pretty worried about superhero movies outside of the Disney MCU bubble these days, mm. just because DCU stumbled a bit. The other studios kind of don't really know what they're doing yet. Um, so this was a yeah. pleasant surprise for me. Yeah, I feel like um, as time went on, I started to get more worried about it. I remember when the first trailer for Venom came out, I was pretty much into it, and... I saw a lot of backlash of people being like, why haven't we seen the suit yet? What's going on? I haven't seen this, this, and that. And I was perfectly fine with not getting the suit in the first trailer. I think that was that was okay by me. And then as time went on, just uh, the more trailers I saw, the more info that came out about it. Like a week before the movie came out, Tom Hardy came out and was like, they cut the my favorite uh, 40 minutes of Venom. Like you don't want like your main actor saying bad things about the cut of the film like right before it comes out. So as time went on, I got more worried. Um, but I don't think I should have been. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, me too. And so I saw the first trailer and basically shut off all connections to Venom. I wasn't aware that people were asking for the suit. I wasn't aware uh, of the Tom Hardy kind of giving a bad rap to the movie until after I saw it, which kind of mm. surprised me. Um, but so a few things. One... We have a running theme of complaining that trailers show too much. Yes, yes we do. In this case, I definitely think the trailers did show too much, but knowing that there were people asking for more stuff, 
are these the people we're fighting the battle against? Like, who is asking yes. for trailers to yes. show more of the movie? I, I'm telling you, it was everyone who was complaining about that first trailer when they didn't see the suit. And that that's why we get trailers where we see a lot of stuff that I wish was just reserved for the movie. Which is why I'm leaning more towards, you know, not really being involved with trailers. Like, not seeking them out on YouTube or anything like that. But the thing is, we watch enough movies between the two of us. Like, some trailers are going to sneak through, so... Yeah, just just another movie taken casualty by trailers because there are a few key action sequences in this movie, and I did feel that some of the moments would have been a lot cooler if I had been seeing them for the first time. Mm, okay. So that was my first point. The second point, with Tom Hardy saying that they cut his favorite 40 minutes of Venom, what 40 minutes could he possibly be talking about? How were there 40 more minutes of this movie? I have no idea, but I just... You don't want your main actor to say bad things about the cut of the movie right before it comes out. I, I don't know what that was about. I, yeah, it doesn't seem to have affected its performance. It's not like people haven't been going to see it because of Tom Hardy, but I feel like he should be pretty happy with this movie. I agree, but I'm, I do n- I was aware while watching it that... I don't know. Do you ever watch a movie and you're just like, man, I'm enjoying this, but... I know the critics won't, <laughs> and while yeah, okay. watching it, that's how I felt. Okay, and that's how I feel, and we're going to have to discuss it, about the amazing Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> because, okay, I had lots of fun watching the movies. I know that they're incredibly stupid. Like, <laughs> this is a stupid movie. Venom is pretty stupid. Yes, yes, it is. There's just some really just silly scenes that, like, I don't know. It, like, you're like, the 13-year-old in me is laughing hysterically. Mm -hmm. And all I get out is, like, kind of a chuckle because I don't want people to think less of me. But, I don't know. I just think that's kind of what I think superhero movies should be. Right? Like, they should be fun. And Mm -hmm. they shouldn't be targeted at, like, oh, we want critics to love us. Yeah, because that's, yeah, I don't know if that's the best approach. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree with you, actually. Yeah, I, mean, I I don't think either one of us are comic book nerds necessarily, where we're like all up on the comic book stories and everything, but I feel like this movie and the Amazing Spider-Man movies were made more with the comic book fan in mind. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things they do in this Venom movie that it's like, you know someone's just, like, freaking out that they put, like, female Venom in there. They're like, no way! <laughs> yeah, you know? and though then, it's kind of throwaway. <laughs> well, yeah, and then they, like, give names to the other symbiotes or whatever. You got, like, Riot and, like, some other one. Yeah, and, it's, like, and they yeah, all have like, stories I know that this I know... person is important. I don't know why, but if yeah. someone can get enjoyment from it, you know, more power to them. But you know, comic book nerds are just going crazy over that. So yeah, yeah. I, don't know, I I enjoy that about it. I enjoy that it accepts that it's a comic book movie, and not trying to be something more. Mm-hmm. I do too. Um, well, I'm glad that uh, you told me about the box office numbers. I hope it does really well because I'm excited. For, I I I would love another Venom. Honestly, I really would. Well, and they set it up. How'd you feel about the set? We're jumping all the way to the end, but how yeah, do you are. feel about the uh, post-credits teaser? I absolutely loved it because hey, my comic book nerd is going to come out just a little bit. Uh, Carnage, 
as like my absolute favorite supervillain. And I would love to see that on screen. So I think that would be really cool. And um, uh, Woody Harrelson playing him. Like, that's that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I like that setup a lot. I really did. Yeah. I remember you saying, I think it was after we saw Life, the movie mm-hmm. Life, and we thought that there was possibly a tie-in to Venom there, which was really funny and kind of fun to think about now. Um, but I feel like I remember you saying, like, oh, I hope Carnage is in this movie. Yep. <laughs> Which yeah. I, I don't know if we knew for sure that he wouldn't be, but I think they set it up really well where it was like, okay, here's the movie. If you want more, we have Venom's best nemesis waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that that was cool for me. I know it's one of those things like if you don't immediately get the reference, it's just like, ugh, I waited through the credits for some nerdy crap I didn't understand. And I've seen plenty of MCU movies to understand that feeling. But when you do know what's going on, it is, it's oh so sweet. <laughs> it really is. But, but the reference was so, like, if you didn't, there's no way you could have not known that without any, unless you just didn't know what Carnage is at all. Like, you've never heard it. Because they said With it $80 so million dollars worth of people seeing this, I guarantee there are some people who did not know what Carnage was, like, who Carnage is. Yeah, I just think they did it where it's like, the next movie's gonna be about, pause, pause, carnage. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about some of the actors. I think Tom Hardy was perfect for this role. Me too. I hope I, think he, did I really hope he found some happiness with it, because, yeah. Yeah, the only thing that bothers me about his comments is just now I have the knowledge that there's some other 40 minutes of material out there, and I just want to watch it, just to have more more to watch of him. I don't know, all of his, like, neurotic breakdown stuff was really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, He played that super well, and I just like the direction they went with it, of he's got, like, this voice inside of his head yelling at him. Uh, (laughs) It was just a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a the movie just in general was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, because with Venom, you could absolutely go like a super dark route, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they didn't do that. Like the Venom symbiote, like he was making jokes. And it was pretty funny and it, it just caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, and I wasn't even in tune enough to the point where I got my ticket for the movie and was looking at the ticket and it said PG-13. And I was like, whoa. Like, I thought for sure this would be an R-rated movie. Mm, Yeah, that was one of the things that bothered me a bit. Like, after seeing one of the trailers where it looks like he bites a dude's head off, and then I saw reports coming in that the movie was PG-13, and I was like, well, how? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I mean, comic book movie doesn't necessarily have to be R-rated, and it probably would not have made as much money if it was R-rated. I don't think they, like, leaned into anything that would need it to be R-rated necessarily. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, I think PG 13 is fine for a comic book movie. Like I think Deadpool makes sense that you have like a bunch of like bad language and just like obnoxiousness and that gets an R rating. I don't think you should just be hunting for it though, because I think that would have reduced the audience for this movie quite a bit. Yeah, I agree. I, I could see it going either way though. Cause I mean, Logan was R-rated, and it had just, like, a lot of gruesome, like, action scenes. And with the way they shot some of the symbiote scenes, I could see them going that way, too. But I don't think it necessarily makes as much sense, so. 
Yeah, I, I yeah. was fine with PG-13. I was worried going in, but I think it makes sense after watching it. Yeah, and I like how they kind of like made it into a joke that he just wants to bite people's heads off and eat them <laughs> instead of like a serious like, oh no. Yeah. It's just, just kind of like, a, oh, Venom. Yeah. Trying, yeah. trying to eat people again. Mm-mm. Okay, I thought Michelle Williams was really good. Yeah, I thought she was fine. Um, I think she broke up with uh, Tom Hardy a little too easily, though. <laughs> she was well, like, you lost me fired. my job, this is over. <laughs> it was her law job, though. She was a lawyer. I, f- I feel like, I don't know. I feel yeah. like if it was like, oh, I lost my job at Best Buy or something, it's like, okay. <laughs> if it's like a law job, you have to work so hard to get those. Okay, yeah, you're probably right. It was just but the fact I did, he was like, we're in the middle of wedding planning. She was like, nope, don't care. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I did think it was funny, like, so she breaks up with him, like, in the street there and, like, starts, like, walking off, like, with her stuff. And he's like, no, wait, come back. And he just stands there. <laughs> and I was like, who, like, she just gave you the engagement ring. Like, go go after it. Like, do something. And he's like, no, yeah. wait, please, no. <laughs> no, wait. Wait, yeah. <laughs> like in Hot Rod, yeah, um, yeah. I thought she was good for that role. Uh, How did you feel about the villain guy? Uh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I I wasn't I would expecting. Not, I would not look at him and think villain. Like I don't know. He has kind of like a boyish look to him, but they went for this like super young, super successful like capitalistic approach i don't know yeah it's um i feel like what happened was when they were auditioning for this role i don't know if you remember that one scene where they first introduce uh like a random homeless person to the symbiote and he has this whole like monologue about how he's advancing things for the greater good and stuff and i think he delivered that really well but i don't think that was necessarily all that that villain was supposed to be but because he nailed (laughs) that i can imagine like in an audition they would be like oh man he nailed that he's our dude (laughs) you think you identified his audition scene i do because i think he did that really well but i don't know if that like if that sums up the rest of what his villain persona was supposed to be about necessarily yeah but yeah i thought it was fine i think it was part of it was just kind of like how they wrote the villain was kind of this, like, I don't know, he started out as just, like, he's got some bad ideas, and he's, like, trying a little too hard to get there, but then by the end, he's just kind of a caricature of, like, I don't know, just like a comic book villain, of, like, <laughs> he's got these outlandish motivations of, like, I want to go capture aliens from other planets to use them to cure things. I don't, I don't even know what he was trying to do at the end there, but it gets to the point where it's just unbelievable and kind of like laughably so, but you just yeah. know like he's evil and we've got to <laughs> defeat him. And that's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It could have been worse. Could have been better. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then I think last person to talk about would be Jenny Slate. How did you feel about Jenny Slate as the scientist? I always just, whenever I see Jenny Slate, I'm just like, what are you doing in this role? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I had the same, uh, what was she in earlier this year? Hotel Artemis. I was like, what? Why are you in this role? I don't know why. I just can only really see her as Mona Lisa from Parks and Rec. Um, I, again, thought she was fine. 
Yeah, I thought she did a fine job, but I agree, like, just her as a person kind of stands out as something other than, like, a serious actor. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's really her fault, but... Yeah, I don't know if that's fair, but that's <laughs> always the first thing I think about. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, what were some of your favorite scenes of this movie? I really, um, I mean... There's like the motorcycle chase, which I think was one of the ones I was saying was there was way too much of it in the trailer. Why were the drones bombs? <laughs> I don't know. That was hilarious. I had forgotten about that. Oh, it was amazing. Uh, just just suicidal drones, just kamikaze drones that just dive bomb themselves. And they don't even have to like, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like. It was way too easy to dodge them. Like, it would just take off towards the ground. If you, like, turned right, it was just going to plow into the ground anyway and explode. But why even, like, make drones that are just bombs? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, that that is kind of oh, funny. Oh, man. That was funny. Um, But uh, I just really like all the scenes where there was just that inner dialogue between Venom and... uh. Eddie, I don't know that that just really slowed me on the whole premise. Uh, that one part when Venom is just like, I kind of like it here because back at home I'm a, a kind of a loser, kind of like you. And <laughs> yeah. there was just like a lot of like throwaway funny lines, it, it, and it caught me off guard. It really worked for me. Yeah, no, I think those were really good. Um, how'd you feel about the whole uh, fancy dinner scene where Eddie comes running in and kind of just loses it and gets in the lobster tank? I don't know. Um, <laughs> because, like I said, parts of this movie were funny. I think that was one of the more cringy parts for me. But I think that was its intended effect. So, Okay. Cause, so I was reading an article and it was talking about how they had that scene. And for some reason, they had set the scene up with a lobster tank without the plan to use the lobster tank like they did. And okay. Tom Hardy saw it and said, I'm getting in that thing. <laughs> and then and then improvised that part of it after. Wow. So I feel like that kind of explains it because it seems like that's just like so out there that I don't know. It kind of like took me out of the movie for a second that it's just mm -hmm. like, what is he doing now? Like, this is a little too extreme. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, okay, that makes more sense now that you've <laughs> explained it yeah, to me, though. But it kind of worries me that, like, I don't know, this article was, like, praising uh, Tom Hardy for his genius in improving this lobster scene. And I'm like, if Tom Hardy's favorite 40 minutes that they cut from the movie are all to that degree of just, like, absurdity... Maybe there was a, a reason it got cut. <laughs> it could have been a pretty zany 40 minutes. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What other cool scene? Okay. So the final the final battle, where they're trying to destroy a rocket ship. Mm -hmm. Um. At moments, was a little Transformersy to me. Oh no, like, no. Where I was like, I have no idea what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, um, but but there was the super cool part where they slow it, where they, like Riot and Venom are like combined somehow. I don't understand how that worked. Yeah, me neither. But then they kind of like exploded apart in slow mo, and you see like the two guys inside of them. Like that was really cool. 
Yeah, that that was pretty neat. I think it was like straight out of a comic book. I think the actual like before they get to the rocket, the kind of confrontation between Venom and Riot. I thought that was as well done as it could be since it was just a mess of CGI. But I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it got a little bit too. I don't know what's going on when they were doing the whole rocket stuff. But yeah, and I I just don't ex- understand enough about like. I don't know, Riot can, like, turn his arms into blades and also, like, shoot spikes out of himself, and I don't know why Venom can't do that. And, like, sometimes they can, like, move when they're detached, and sometimes they... I don't know. I don't understand the rules quite, but, yeah. Eh, we might not. <laughs> <laughs> um, One last thing I wanted to mention. Did you think that this was going to have any connection to, like, you know, a throwaway line or some sort of... Something about Spider-Man. So I thought maybe, but the fact that they said it in San Francisco, I was like, well, Spider-Man's New York. Mm. So he had some line about how he like used to be a reporter in New York. Yeah. And I think that's about as close as we got. I don't know. Y- you know me, and you know that I am just devastated that we will never get to see Andrew Garfield fight Tom Hardy as Venom. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, but that would be so great. And I, so I was like slightly sad that whole movie. But yeah. I think for being a standalone Venom movie, this is about as good as it could get. I like it, 100% agree. It, it carried itself quite well. Even the premise of doing Venom without Spider-Man makes no sense on paper. Yeah. On yeah. paper, it, it shouldn't have happened. But I enjoyed myself. Uh, I did think I saw an article a long time ago saying that... Uh, specifically spider-man wouldn't be in this movie but that peter parker was gonna have a cameo so i was kind of looking for that the whole time but i guess i got uh bamboozled or something because that didn't happen yeah i'm that and i'm really interested to see how they handle it going forward because i just don't know how much venom you can do without acknowledging that spider-man exists hmm True, but especially if this does, if we do get a Venom 2, and I think it's made enough money for that to be a possibility, um, and it looks like it's going to be against Carnage, and I don't know where you would go from there, and even Carnage is, again, like a Spider-Man Venom team-up to defeat Carnage thing, so if this continues forward, they are going to have to address this Spider-Man issue at some point, I'm assuming. You would think, and I don't know, I saw some people speculating, like, could you bring Tom Holland in? I just I don't know the studios thing just gets so messy. Yeah, I yeah I don't think it's like up to creative like what people want to do creatively. It's up to like rights and who can do what with that character. So I don't know, and yep. they might not know either. <laughs> it might be one of those things that have to be negotiated. Yep. Well, well done for Venom. Oh, okay. Last thing on Venom. I was not expecting an Eminem song in the credits. <laughs> at all yeah yeah i was I, like what and an eminem song about venom mm-hmm. where well, he says venom several times <laughs> <laughs> and i was like listening real close for like a machine gun kelly diss in there somewhere <laughs> yeah i was like he would sneak that in here let's see what we get mm-hmm. it was just it caught me off guard so much yeah i don't know how that came to be I have no idea. But, I mean, once again, so, uh, 
I assume it has something to do with Sony. Like, Sony probably has Eminem on contract or something. But The Amazing Spider-Man had that, like, Alicia Keys song with Kendrick Lamar oh, rapping yeah, in it. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot Remember, about and, like, that. And, like, Pharrell produced the music. Like, Sony's got the hookups. Mm-hmm. Good for them. And, like, they can they can make good movies. So, I, I don't know. I'm happy that Sony got a good movie out. I'm curious to see what they do next. I don't know if they have rights to do other... I don't know if they're going to try to like restart their own cinematic universe. Or if they're just going to stick to this. I don't know. I don't know where it goes. But uh, yeah, Venom was really know. good. I think they're just using as many like Spider-Man connections that aren't in the MCU as they can. Which really comes to a head with the whole... Uh, uh, into the Spider-Verse thing. I did not stay for the after after credits. Um, I did not either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but apparently it was just uh, a trailer for Into the Spider-Verse, which looks really great, but I'm not waiting yeah, and enti- like through all those credits for a dang trailer. You must be out of your mind. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I am like slightly more excited for Into the Spider-Verse now. If they have any connection whatsoever to Venom, that'd be really cool. Oh, I didn't think they would. Well, I mean, they are both Sony. Like, that's they, true. If they're gonna connect it, that's the way to do it. Is be like, oh, that Venom movie you just saw was in this portion of the Spider Verse, whatever the Spider Verse is. Hmm. Okay. Well. So maybe I, I'm fine with that. Well, it, it sounds like it definitely left us hungry for more. Yeah, I think so. I haven't actually seen the the like why critics weren't big fans. Do you know what their main issues were? Uh, I mean, I would assume it's just because it was like a stupid movie. Okay, like, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not surprised that critics didn't like it, but I'm also happy that I I feel like last time I looked, it was like. Uh, close to 80% for audience on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, okay, see, yeah. They, uh, oh, they okay. Restored. 30%, 30% critics. We're going to read the critic consensus. Venom's first standalone movie turns out to be like the comics character in all the wrong ways. Chaotic, noisy, and in desperate need of a stronger attachment to Spider-Man. I completely disagree with that. Yeah, and I also don't know what Venom was like in the comics, and I doubt a lot of critics yeah, do and either. Wh- <laughs> like, what are the right ways? What are the right ways to be connected to Venom? Uh, so I just think they wanted like a more serious, like in his feelings. Like I don't know. No, I don't want that. I don't either. That's what the critics want. The audience okay. did not agree because audience score eighty eight percent on Rotten Heck Tomatoes. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, so okay, <sighs> makes me feel better. But that's what I'm saying, like, it was similar for Amazing Spider-Man. The difference here is I think there's a lot more box office success here. And I think that (laughs) has a lot to do with where they put this movie. Like, this Mm -hmm. is the biggest gap we have with no superhero movie, I feel like. Yeah. And they put it right in the middle of it. People have been dying for a good movie to go see. So, yeah, I think they uh, did quite well. Um, We've got another movie to talk about. And it is A Star is Born. And you saw this yesterday, correct? Yes, I did. So it's pretty dang fresh. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this is a hard hitter. Um, what did you know about this before you saw it? 
pretty much nothing. I saw the trailer and I was like, it occurred to me I hadn't actually seen Bradley Cooper in a long time, like <laughs> in a few years. The only thing I've been like uh, filmography wise, I've been following him with is uh, he's a voice of Rocket, uh, Rocket Raccoon in the MCU. But I haven't seen him on screen in a few years, really. So I was like, hmm. OK, this is what he's been doing. Cool. Um, Dang, I have to look at his IMDb now. Yeah, so I, I like... just haven't seen him in anything. Uh, I feel like I was like, oh, it was just in uh, Silver Linings Playbook. That was like, yeah, that was a while ago, <laughs> six years ago. <laughs> American Sniper. That was four years ago. Mm-hmm. Huh. I guess you're kind of right there. Okay, I, I was like, unless I've missed something obvious, I just couldn't place anything that he's been in. Yeah, he really um, has. That's weird. Huh. And but, he's got yeah. another movie coming out later this year, too. Oh, really? Yeah, he's in something called The Mule, which yeah, is okay. like a Clint Eastwood movie about like Clint Eastwood's like smuggling drugs as an old man or something. Oh, all right. Okay, but... so you basically just knew like this is Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga and they sing together. Yeah, and I like music, so I was I was down with it. It wasn't until after I saw the movie that I realized that this is a remake. Right? Yeah, okay. 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 Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. And so that's something we need to discuss because I have not seen any of the re or of the older versions. Yeah. Um but I want to talk about that when we get to the critics um approach to this movie. Uh okay. but we can save that for after we give our reviews. I'm pretty ignorant. So, I don't know what critic stuff is until like we get prepared for this and then I go to like the wiki and it's just like critics in general said this. Like I have no idea most of the time. Yeah, and I've been doing a much better job of blocking that out entirely until I've seen the movie, have yep, formed that's my the own thing opinions. To do. And then I will go read it because I have read a couple of critic reviews that I know have just soured my opinions of movies completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I waited until after I saw this movie to do it. Um, yeah. So, okay. So you said you like music. Is this the kind of music you like? Because I feel like this was like a pretty, uh. it wasn't really country, but it wasn't like pop. I don't know. Like I, I think I only legitimately liked one song, and okay, it's one of those where Lady Gaga has like a beautiful voice, of course, and it's like I was aware that a lot of the songs in the movie were good, but it's not, it's not music I want to go listen to later. Okay, if that makes yeah, sense. like fair. I did not rush to Spotify or whatever and pull up the the track list for this. I just. I don't know. So maybe it's just either. not my exact I did have sure. I did have the shallows stuck in my head for yep, a little that's, while. That's that's the one song. <laughs> yep. And that song was in the trailer too. So mm-hmm. and I think that's why the trailer hooked me. I was like, "Oh yeah. This yeah, is good." They knew so, what they were doing with the trailer. Yes, they um, did. Okay, so yeah, so just wanted to get kind of your place going into this. Uh hmm how to approach this one so the basic story and it's been a story that i guess has been told several times apparently i just looked it up this is the fourth remake yes it's it was originally made in 1937 wow i had no idea that's okay (laughs) yeah yeah so it just gets it just gets remade 
time and time again. Is this a story but, that needs to be told time and time again? <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's just, it's really basic and it plays into like Hollywood and stardom uh, and everything that they love yeah. to talk about. But mm-hmm. you basically have a rising star and declining star and they intersect at a really interesting point in time and kind of follows them to their peak and bitter end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's just kind of the general premise is you've got Bradley Cooper as this, I don't know if it's really country music, but kind of that type of crowd. Yeah. Uh, like country rock almost. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I think that's a good description. And so he's kind of on the back end of his stardom and just kind of trying to keep it alive, I think. It's hard for me to tell that, honestly. It looked okay. like he still had plenty of people at his cross. I, I, could, I could never really get a grasp of Yeah, I wouldn't say there was like... Was. It was that he was like losing fans or anything, but it was almost like he kind of knew that it wasn't going to get any better than this. Okay, okay, okay. That makes more sense. Gotcha. Like he'd kind of reached the peak, maybe? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so that's that's kind of a problem with it, I think, later on, is that... So you, you've got the two stories of Lady Gaga kind of rising as the star uh, that Bradley Cooper kind of discovers, and then you've got him, and I think his character's name is Jackson something. Maine. Main, yeah, and so he's declining, but kind of towards the end and bottom, you're of his decline. You're like, wait, why is he so sad? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things I want to say. The one critic thing I saw said Bradley Cooper is just too attractive of a person to have all the problems we're supposed to believe he's having. Okay, well, that's just Which, not fair. <laughs> I know, I know. That's, but it's just like, I, yeah. Funny. I, I see what they meant by funny. that. I see what they meant was that towards the end of the movie when we're supposed to be like, oh, he's so sad and depressed, it was just kind of hard to buy it because Bradley Cooper's just kind of a charming guy and he'd smile mm. and he'd be like, oh, you're all right, Bradley. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, yeah, I thought he did really good, and it was also directed by him, so definitely, like, a big showing for Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, let me look real quick, do you know if he's directed a ton in the past or anything? No, this is, I'm pretty sure this is, like, first directorial, well, maybe he had one other that he did, but this is definitely him, like, coming out as a director. Okay, I thought so. I just again didn't know if I had missed something, but good for him. That is that's incredible. Yeah, this is this is his first directing. Yeah. Okay, but like I usually um, say, whenever there's a person acting and directing at the same time, I always do get a little nervous because that seems like just a lot to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, yeah. especially since I felt like a lot of this movie the camera was really just on him and Lady Gaga. Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't a whole lot else going on. Yeah. It was a lot of just, like, close-ups of those two. And I feel like that makes it even harder. It's yeah, like, I, I, he's just putting the camera right on his face a bunch. Yeah, I thought the cinematography for this movie was really interesting. Um, just kind of getting into it. Like, one of, probably of my 
top scene out of all this movie is when Allie like first gets on stage. It's pretty much like a one shot of like Bradley Cooper coming off stage saying, hey, I want you to come sing this with me because if you don't, I'm going to sing it anyway. And then just following him back Mm -hmm. out to stage like that was all like beautifully done. Yeah. And like the camera really never turns like towards the audience. Mm-hmm. It's kind of always like just on them on stage, which is just kind of like, yeah, interesting perspective. Uh, yeah, I, I <laughs> the cynic in me was just like, what, could you not afford extras? But <laughs> but I, I do. I, it, it did look like it was intentional. Um, yeah, um, I will say I agree. That was the best scene. And I think the first hour or so of the movie kind of building up to that was definitely the best part of the movie and was like really captivating i thought just like i was i was really interested mm-hmm. yeah same um, here i really enjoyed like the first hour maybe the first hour and a half um I, plot wise i didn't expect bradley cooper and lady gaga to meet so soon i, I don't know why i just thought it was gonna take more time to kind of figure out who yeah. they were as characters but i think it works kind of the flow that it happened like i think we were able to kind of get a grasp of who uh jackson and Allie were uh even though we didn't have you know 30 minutes of each or anything like that i i think that all i think they're kind of mute cute or whatever worked really well as far mm-hmm. as establishing who they were as characters and why this relationship works yeah and so you kind of like meet lady gaga in the uh uh, what's it called? The uh, she was like a, her waitress job at first, and then she goes to the drag bar to sing. Yeah, yeah. So there's the whole like Lady Gaga singing at the drag bar, which I think for any other actress would have just been a really weird scene. Yep, but because but it's the Lady fact Gaga. that it's Lady, <laughs> yes, it, it it worked well, and I think a lot of this movie and something a lot of people have said is that it basically mirrors, like, a lot of her life events. Because mm-hmm. I think she got her start singing, I don't know if it was a drag bar, but somewhere similar. Really? Uh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, and was kind of, like, popular with that crowd and with kind of, like, fringe audiences. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and then kind of, like, rose to prominence after that and kind of got her big break, which is kind of what happens here. Okay, it did feel like part of it was like a Lady Gaga origin story, so yeah. <laughs> I, I'm glad that makes sense. <laughs> Especially when, so later on, uh, there's a couple things, like she, after the big scene where she comes on stage and everything, she gets kind of YouTube famous, and then she changes her hair color, which Lady Gaga did, and then, but in this case she went red, which looked really strange. Yeah. And then she, like, changed her name. Or, no, she didn't change it. She was just Allie in the movie. Yeah, she just went by Allie. Uh, but then she was on Saturday Night Live, and it was like, okay. Because, like, <laughs> I remember that was, like, one of the first big, like, Lady Gaga things was, like, did you see the ridiculous stuff she was wearing on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, I feel like I haven't followed her career enough because... <sighs> I, yeah, I feel like at one point it, she was known for like wearing like meat dresses and stuff. Yes, yes, <laughs> she's definitely changed her image since. Then okay, I was about bit. to say, how long ago was that? <laughs> yeah, and I know she did like a Bud Light tour where she was going to a bunch of like country bars around 
And that kind of made sense to me of why she kind of fits into like the country music-ish side mm. of this movie. So she really played it well, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I did think it was funny, like later on when she's kind of like creating her pop image in the movie, none of it was as ridiculous as Lady Gaga in real life. And so she was like, oh, I'm going to have to dance and wear this like sparkly thing. And I'm like, that looks so much more normal than a lot of the stuff that she's worn in real life. Yeah. When the bar is a meat dress, uh, (laughs) anything else is normal. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, but it seems like a lot of people agreed she did a pretty good job acting in this movie. Yeah, I think she was pretty great. Um, I did that. So the very first scene she has, she's like yelling at some dude on the phone and then screams. And I was like, oh, this is a little awkward. Like, I was yeah. a little worried that that was going to like bother me that she wasn't like actually an actress the rest of the movie. But it, it really didn't. I thought she uh, she did really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially any scene that she was performing in, she did incredibly well, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but, that was definitely her element. Yeah, so so we have the drag bar, then they kind of like go to the grocery store and get the peas, and that's like a fun little scene. And then Yeah, I feel like I feel like the chemistry really worked for me, but I feel like if it was just a degree or two off it would have rubbed me the wrong way, and I would have been like, yeah. Bradley Cooper, you're being really creepy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was like right up to the cusp of that, but it but it didn't get there, at least for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think so. And he was kind of just like bumbling around like drunk and stuff, but yeah, he it's just he's just so charming that he he pulls it off. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so they, like, go home, and then immediately he, like, sends his car to go bring her to his next show. Uh, it it was just, it was cool build-up to, we finally get, like, the big concert where she's, like, backstage saying, no, I don't want to come out, and he's like, oh, I have this song that I want you to sing, and she goes out there, and it's the best song in the movie. Yeah, so that was that was the peak, but I feel like the peak of the movie came too early. Oh, oh thank goodness, Aaron. Thank okay. goodness, because even even while watching, I was like, I, I guess I I hadn't seen any of the previous renditions of A Star Is Born, and I guess in my mind, you know, with the whole title being A Star Is Born, I thought the majority of the movie was going to be her rise to being a star. And not saying that this one performance was, you know, her stardom moment, but it feels like this was, it feel like, yeah, this, it felt like it happened too early. It felt like we crescendoed at like the first third of a movie. And I'm going to be honest, the rest of the movie, I did not care for nearly as much as that, as building to that point. So, yeah, I can, I can get on board with that. Um, Yeah, I think. I think that moment actually comes closer to the middle of the movie than you think it does. Oh, really? Maybe I was just enjoying just because it so much. Of, yeah. Um, but that being said, I felt like everything after this, I was kind of like questioning a lot of things and like these people are just making bad decisions. Like mm-hmm. uh, there, it centers a lot on uh, Bradley Cooper it has like an alcoholic problem. He's got, like, problems with his brother, which was 
for some reason, Sam Elliott as like a brother that's like 30 years older than him. I, I don't know. I don't know. I understood, like, I thought Sam Elliott was a good, like, character to play this, like, stage manager guy. But then they're like, oh, it's his brother. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, I... So they're, like, struggling with yeah. that, and he keeps doing stuff, and, like, Allie's getting famous, and she's... I don't know. There's just, like, problems, and you're just like, ah. And after a while, I just kind of didn't care. Yeah, I, I, I had... Many points after uh, this crescendo point we were talking about where I was kind of like, what are we doing here? Like, wh- what what are we doing? <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I think that's why I didn't really care for the, the last part of it, maybe. Um, because I guess, yeah. you know, skipping towards the end a little bit, I thought, you know, okay, so her becoming a star is, like, affecting her. She's not really sticking to the same message Bradley Cooper was trying to instill in her, like, having a voice and stuff. She's going more of a pop a pop route and that. And, you know, towards the end, she'll, like, go back to how she originally wants to be and, like, be her true self. And that doesn't really happen. So, again, I was like, what, what are we doing? Yeah, and so I think it helps afterwards to kind of know the premise of the other movies and the general idea that it's really just like, I just picture like an X of just one star that keeps going up and one star that keeps going down. Mm-hmm. But I feel like after that middle point, they didn't show the rising quite as well or the falling quite as well. Like it yeah. seemed like they just kind of flatlined after that. Yeah. I kept expecting to get more of an idea of, why Allie was being successful because we were really seeing more of a perspective from Bradley Cooper's character and he was kind of you know disgusted and a little fed up with the whole like pop route she was going the next thing I know she was nominated for a Grammy and I was like well yeah so so this is good <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, she's like kind of struggling to find her image she makes it on Saturday Night Live she's like questioning whether she wants to like have the dancers with her or not Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, you were nominated for a Grammy. And I was like, for what? Like, I don't, I really do think the music kind of hurt this movie a little bit. Really? Because I think, yeah, I think like Shallows was really good, but I needed another like hit song after mm, that. Yeah. I and, I didn't hear anything afterwards that hit me like Shallows did. Yeah. The only one I can like remember was the maybe it's time that Bradley Cooper would kind of just start singing every now and then when he felt like it. Yeah, that was a cool uh, the the guitar intro for that is really catchy. Yeah, yeah. But that was like early in the movie also. Mhm. And didn't have anything to do with Allie, so Yeah, really did. I was didn't. just I was just waiting for like, I don't know, we know Lady Gaga is this person that cranks out like huge smash pop hits. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there was like one of those songs in here. Um, so maybe if they had that song and then they're like, oh, this song has been. Which I guess they did. The song she like did on the SNL thing. Why did you do that? Which I did not for, care for that. For Wikipedia. Apparently that was the song we were supposed to like get really into. But but again, that was the song that Bradley Cooper like walked out on. He was like, yeah, I yeah, can't do Yeah, he this. was like, that's pretty dumb. And I'm like, yeah, it was pretty dumb. It was. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't as sold on it, I guess. 
at that point. So, so she gets nominated the Grammy, and I guess this is where we're kind of supposed to have like our other climactic moment almost, mm-hmm. which there's another one, but where she goes up to accept the Grammy, and you had had uh, Bradley Cooper had been playing guitar with some other band, like as part of the Grammy performance. And he was like on drugs and drunk and kind of like swirling around. And you're thinking he's going to like just fall over right there. But he makes it off the stage. And then he comes up on the stage during the acceptance speech and like pees himself and falls over. And so, I don't know. You got kind of this like terrible moment. And he gets checked into rehab after that. And so at this point, my thought was the end of this movie is going to be like redemption for him somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're going to get some like duo performance where they've like learned more about each other and understand each other better or something like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But that's not what we got TJ. No, it's not. And maybe that was just me being like naive or something. No, I don't think so. I think that's what the movie was trying to imply was going to happen. And Maybe, but this movie's been made three or four times, and they all end the same way. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's that's what I'm talking about, is like not knowing those previous movies does kind of shape how you felt watching the movie. Because, um, mm. so I was like, so Lady Gaga's got some big performance, and she's like asked... Uh, Bradley Cooper to come perform with her, which is kind of like a mirror image of when he called her to come out to his performance. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he's like getting ready to leave and he like makes this steak for the dog. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. He's like leaving the dog with a steak while he goes to the concert. And he's like kind of walking slow and he gets in his truck and he backs out and he stops. And I'm like, oh, what did he forget? And he, like, sits there for a minute, and he, like, opens his glove box and gets some of his pills out. And I was like, oh, man, you don't have to do that. And then, like, it wasn't until he, like, gets out of the truck and is, like, walking back inside, and they show he's got, like, a belt in his hand. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Like, I didn't realize he was that sad. Same. Um, Because, you know, the, uh, the alley's manager or whatever talks to him. A uh, few scenes before, and he's just like, "Hey, we can't have like you bring an alley down and stuff." And it was a little harsh, but honestly, you know, like, get it together, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> like, I understand. Yeah, what he was trying yeah. to say. I, I don't think he was like cruel enough to like drive him to that. But like, I, yeah, I just never got the sense of like this is the amount of depression that he is in because he says he loves this girl so it's just like well you do have something to live for you have a wife i just yeah yeah. and there was the whole thing so his manager had said like you shouldn't go on this tour because you'd ruin everything but she would never tell you that and then she goes and tells him like hey i convinced the manager to let you on the tour but he like knows that he would actually ruin things but i I don't know. But you don't have to necessarily ruin things. Just be better. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) You have a choice in this. (laughs) Well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just that he didn't, like, sell his addiction strong enough that it was, like, it felt like 
he was inevitably going to go back to it no matter what. Yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe. I don't know. I was just pretty surprised that he decided to take his own life. Yeah, me too. Because I really didn't think it was going to happen. Um, yeah, so Allie's at like honor tour, and I don't know, it's just like sad after that. Because she, like, has to come home and, like, uh, he got, like, the family sad about it. And I don't, I really don't even remember what they're, like, talking about. But then she finds this song that he had, like, written that turns out to really be, like, his, like, goodbye letter almost. And she, like, Mm -hmm. sings that for some reason in front of a large audience. I didn't really know why she decided to sing it there. Yeah, I don't either. But that song was, like, sad and then the movie's over. Yeah. And I was like I was like, oh, that's not how I thought the movie would I, I guess I was just really caught off guard that it had a very sad ending instead of a happy ending. Me too, because pretty much after like I said, after that crescendo point, after Allie first gets on stage, I was kinda like, Okay, what are we doing now? And then at the very end of the movie I was like, Okay, so what 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 are we doing now? And then it was over. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and like the movie is a star is born, and I don't know. Like at the end of the movie, I didn't really feel like a star had been born. Same. I I thought the whole thing was after she got to this rise to fame, she was going to have her sort of redemption and like go back to the music and the style and things that she originally started with, and that Jackson was going to have this redemption of not being drunken and coked out all the time or whatever. Uh, th- no. So I hmm. yeah. Okay, interesting that we felt the same way there. Did you, by any chance, see this one with Grace? I did. How did she feel about it? Oh, she really, really did not curious. care for it. Really? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, because, I, I mean, like, the way I pitched it, I was like, oh, hey, it's got music in it, and it's got uh, Bradley Cooper. I don't think she cared about Bradley Cooper. I was like, but it's got Lady Gaga in it. And not that she's like the biggest Lady Gaga fan, but I think that's enough for like the casual movie goer yeah. to be like, yeah, oh, yeah. that's that's interesting. But just the way it ended and just <laughs> kind of like the latter half of the story was kind of just like, what, why? And I think she she wholeheartedly <laughs> agreed with me. So yeah, she feels the same way. Hmm. Okay, good to know, because, okay, and this is where we need to get into the reviews, because critics absolutely love this movie. Um, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. 90%? <laughs> yes. Why? So, and this is what, we might be discussing this for a little while, but, Okay, we did this for Venom, so I'm going to do this here. 90% Rotten Tomatoes, 84% audience score. Note audience score is less than Venom. Critic consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. With appealing leads, deft direction, and an affecting love story, A Star is Born is a remake done right and a reminder that some stories can be just as effective in the retelling. I don't know if that sounds like a 90% worthy review. So... There's just a lot of gushing in the reviews that people just loved this movie. And I think a lot of that is attached to, one, Bradley Cooper's a really likable guy, so I get that. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Two, Lady Gaga has a, I don't want to say rabid fan base. I think that would be an accurate word. (laughs) A very devoted fan base. (laughs) So, 
I think if you're like a Lady Gaga fan, if you would ever call yourself a fan, you're going to love this movie. Okay, I wouldn't say yeah, I'm a Lady Gaga that. fan. I think yeah. some of her music's good. I, she's a very interesting person to me. Yeah. So I think that's a lot of it. The movie was made very well. Like you said, I thought the cinematography was really good. I didn't think the music was that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than the one catchy song. Well, one and a half thought... if we include the yeah, maybe it's one time. And a half. <laughs> one and a half. That's fair. Uh, I don't know. Part of me thought it would be more of like a musical almost. I, same, same. Which it's I think I kind of pitched it to Grace that way. So that oops. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if that played into it at all. That we were expecting closer to like La La Land almost. Yeah, I, I was. I think this is going to win some awards. I don't know how I feel about that. Mm. I wouldn't say that I wholeheartedly dislike the movie, though. Because, like we both said, the first hour was really, really good. Yes. Building uh, building agree. up to that high point was really good. And, I don't know, maybe if we were more invested in the relationship between them, or their, like, rise and falls, that, like, the ending would have been more impactful or something. I, I really don't know, but I don't think the ending landed like it was supposed to for me same i it left a very bad taste in my mouth and i think that's why overall it kind of soured my opinion of the movie Hmm. and that's why i'm wondering if having or i was wondering if having seen the previous ones like oh maybe if we knew where this was going to end we would have like enjoyed the ride more Uh, you know yeah but okay, so so I saw ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I was like, "That's really hot." Like, I would have accepted like in the eighties, maybe yeah. or like seventies would have been. That's yeah, eighty, yeah, ninety. That seems yeah, ninety is extreme. High. So I I I went on a hunt to find these ten percent of reviews that did not like it, just to see what they were saying. Almost all of them are basically like, "This was all right, but man, you got to see the nineteen fifty six version." like almost universally the bad reviews are all just saying like hey i really love this older version so that kind of threw out my theory of like the older versions may have made this one better i don't know Hmm. but i don't i don't want to sound like i'm upset or really didn't like this movie because overall i think it was a good movie yeah and i I would agree with that it's just I don't know. Yeah, I really just didn't like about half of it. <laughs> yeah. And, but I really yeah. liked, but I really did like that first half. I don't know. It, it's hard to kind of reconcile those things. Yeah. Um. Okay. A couple fun, fun tidbits about this. So I was talking about Lady Gaga's fans. I saw this story that there was a movement. They were trying to. They were saying, like, okay, you got these top two movies at the box office this weekend, A Star is Born and Venom. One of them is 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. One of them is 30%. Why is Venom so low when there's so many people going to see it? And there was this article about how there's this group of Lady Gaga fans that have been tweeting out negative reviews of Venom to influence the box office so that more people would go see A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard about that. And that's one of the most absurd things I've ever heard. 
Yeah. How many people are showing up at the movies just deciding which one of these two to see, unless they're movie podcasters that have to discuss both of them? Literally nobody is going, oh, <laughs> should I see A Star is Born Today? Or Venom, like those are so far on the like on the spectrum. Like if you're just a casual moviegoer, you know which type is going to like adhere to you more. I just, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I would have been swayed to only see one of these. I don't know. I just, I that was that was pretty incredible to me. Yeah. Um, which but also kind of explains like. If if the fans are really that passionate about it and are trying to influence critic reviews, they might have had some effect. I I agree. I agree. And I mean, like, honestly, Lady Gaga has she's got a pretty incredible career and she's been doing a lot for the community. So if you're a big Gaga fan, like I, I understand uh, really wanting to support A Star is Born. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you're going to pull like a lot of people from that Venom audience. <laughs> like, I really don't. Yeah, I just, the strategy was just baffling. Um, yeah, so that's one part of it. And I do think, so we've been talking about the critic scores a lot, but I do think the the scores kind of do reflect, like, A Star is Born makes sense that it's critically a more well-regarded movie. I agree. I don't know about 90%. That still seems Yeah, the, the actual numbers, okay. <laughs> but critically, A Star is Born is a better movie than Venom audience score which i would say is more of like enjoyment scale venom is slightly ahead of a star is born yeah which i, which I, I would agree with, with that too i i enjoyed venom more than a star is born um but it does not surprise me at all that one might be winning awards and one is not going to come anywhere close to awards <laughs> um yeah yeah, I don't know if okay. So if you had to give awards to this movie, what categories would it be in? Would you do the actors, or uh, I think the big one right now is directing for Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I would say I, w- I would say probably leading actress and direction. Um, but even that gives me pause because I feel like that latter part of the movie felt a little bit more disjointed to me. But I really loved that first half of the movie. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really struggling between it. But yeah, I would say Direction and uh, Lady Gaga for Leading Actress. Um, and they'll probably put in Bradley Cooper for Leading Actor, too. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't I don't think he'll win it for this one. But yeah, but then, I mean, this is a huge movie, and I think it's going to be talked about all the way through awards season. So <laughs> let we'll me ask you a question, though. An eye on it. This is the fourth remake. After yes. watching it, after watching A Star is Born for the first time, is this a story that needs to have been told four times? I don't think it needs to, but I think it's just such a simple and easy enough premise that once it's kind of gone like another generation without one, it's like, oh, we could make that again. Like, I don't know. We've had a bunch of different superhero reboots. It's kind of like that in a way. Hmm. Okay, okay. And uh, I mean, I can definitely see it from like Bradley Cooper's perspective of like, oh, I want to direct something. It's like, not that it's an easy movie to start on, but you're taking a story that's already been told, so you don't have to worry about the story as much. Mm-hmm. You kind of pair yourself up with an actress that kind of fits the 
story of the movie already, and you can kind of mold it around her, it seems like the formula was there, I guess. Okay. That's a very logical um, way to approach it. <laughs> but, so on that, my, my other fun fact was going to be looking at the Wikipedia page here. They're, they've been in talks to make a remake of this movie since 2012. It originally had Clint Eastwood directing and Beyonce as the star. Wow. Well, okay. Well, which is a did... completely different movie. It is completely different, but this was you know, six years ago, so not a long yeah, time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it got stuck in development, but before Bradley Cooper came on, you had several different people attached as the co-star, including Christian Bale, Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Cruise, and Will Smith. What? <laughs> Can any of those four people sing? I mean, Will Smith. Has I don't done, think like, so. Rap stuff, but yes, like but sing, that... sing. And that's why I'm thinking Will Smith must have been with Beyonce, right? I guess this would have had like to a, be a like different a, genre story. I'm I imagining. know, like a like a hip hop kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith's breaking out Switch. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> that would have had to have been like early to mid two thousands, though. That would have been great. Yeah, I would have. I would have loved that. That would have been great. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I was wondering if like the style of music affected it at all. I think the style fit these two. I think Bradley Cooper really sold it as a like country music guy. Mm-hmm. But some of those people, I'm just like I, I don't know how Tom Cruise fits in there. Yeah, I don't either. I think they just I don't know looking for a leading man. But I don't know if Tom Cruise can sing. Yeah, I wonder if people feel differently about this movie than we do. I do too. I'm sure some people do. And if you do, feel free to let us know by shooting us an email at mainlymoviespod at gmail.com. Nice, nice, nice. (laughs) Um, Or, if you liked the podcast, you can give us a five-star rating on iTunes, or I don't know if other platforms have reviews, but we're on most other platforms as well. That's true. Uh, We also have a Facebook group, Mainly Movies. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that wraps it up. So, looking at next week, we're thinking about First Man and Bad Times at the El Royale. Yeah. Have you seen either of those yet? I have not seen either. I made a point to, like, I want to discuss these and get them out of my system before I see more movies. Mm, Gotcha. (laughs) Because I can only store up so many. Um, Yeah, Yeah. But I will be seeing both of those this week. Okay. Yeah, me too. I think that's a wrap.